0: Well my apologies. the last couple of podcasts have been horrible. I'm just not having good luck with my Bluetooth uh, mics. just not doing well on the technologies, but I apologize. But I just thought I'd share something quick. Um, today is uh, Bloom's Day. It's the day that uh, James Joyce's Ulysses is set, almost said Odysseus. Uh, And I was just listening to one of the great courses uh, yesterday, and I uh, was just re-listening to a couple of the sections, Uh, because he talks about metempsychosis, which is, uh, well, according to this author, this professor, is the heart of of what the book is about. So I just want to share, right, metem, right, from the Greek meaning uh, change or transform, uh, psychosis uh, of the mind, and the reason why i 'm sharing this is because uh, I think this particular professor uh, was was incorrect in the the deeper meaning of what Joyce meant by metempsychosis, but uh, more importantly, I think he was actually correct when he said that um, uh, it's uh, the work is so infused with uh, little mysteries and And little uh, Easter eggs that uh, may be generations before we, if ever, open up all of the meaning. But just keep it simple, right? Uh, I really do recommend uh, James Joyce's Ulysses. Uh, A funny story that I tell is I think one of the best productions was the the RTE production. I can't remember when it was. Uh, It was a few years ago. Uh, That's Radio, Television, Aaron uh, from Ireland, uh, their national network. Uh, They did a dramatic reading, which was kind of awesome. They did it in a a pub, which was kind of cool. But what was better about it is chapter by chapter, you can get a little behind the scenes, a little insight, a little uh, scholarly, uh, what would you call it? scholarly insight um, and so I highly recommend this RTE production right now I don't expect most people are going to go to websites most people want to play with apps Right, and uh, this production is not on audible right? it's an au- it's an audio it's not on audible uh, I haven't seen it on scribd I don't know if it's any of the other apps but I do know it's on Spotify And the reason why I know that is before I got uh, lucky enough to be able to subscribe to some of these paid-for apps to stream the audiobooks, I was using LibriVox um, and early on Spotify because uh, I found out, hey, there's some some half-decent stuff on here besides some of the mindless... uh, Well, I'm kidding. I'm, I'm I'm just kidding. So what I discovered is there was some excellent educational resources available on Spotify, not just music or, you know, podcasts. And uh, the reason why I hesitate is because some podcasts are excellent, uh, you know, very educational. So I'm, I'm being silly. What I meant to say is, uh, you know, you could use Spotify for education. It's not just for mindless, you know, music or, you know, uh, what you would think would be you run-of-the-mill podcast. And and the reason why I mention this is is the anecdotal story that I want to tell. So last year around Bloomsday, I heard uh, some people we were talking about books and they mentioned that they wanted to uh, get into Ulysses and uh, wanted to really understand it, right? And so of course we talk about, you know, the uh, annotated uh, Ulysses, they call it the skeleton key to Ulysses because there's a skeleton key to Finnegan's Wake so it just kind of fits. Um, and then I mentioned my favorite. I said uh, I recommend, for me, if you're going to read Ulysses, here's my advice. Uh, I recommend that, um, uh, f- well, I mean, you're going to have to read it, obviously. Um, but I do recommend that maybe you read uh, the, the annotated Ulysses side by side. Uh, what I actually recommend, believe it or not, is listen to the audiobook because it's meant to be heard. Listen to the audiobook of Ulysses and follow along in the skeleton key. Uh, maybe best yet uh, would be to listen, follow along in the text uh, with, and like what I do, I use a lot, do a lot of bookmarks. I back up, uh, you know, 20 seconds, 30 seconds, depending on the app. I've, I haven't set them all the same. Some of them are 20, some of them are 30. I know I'm silly. I'm terrible at this, uh, this app stuff. Yeah. I recommend you listen to, uh, obviously, in this case, a dramatic reading only because um, you want this set with feeling and, and you want it to be uh, read by someone who isn't terribly monotone. Right? Follow along in the book. Maybe do that first. Uh, that way you can go back through it. Uh, like I said, maybe you could just listen to the audiobook uh, or a dramatic reading. And you can follow along in in the uh, the annotated Ulysses because the first time through, I think of it like music, right? The first time you hear a new song, eh, you're not sure, uh, but it's not till you listen to it a couple times that you may realize that you really, really love this song. Right? Not many people remember this. Right? The first time you heard your favorite song, you probably weren't sure whether you know you really liked it. Uh, so uh, Mortimer Alder talked about this, Harold Bloom said the same thing. I mean, you're not really going to jump into a book uh, and do analytical reading immediately. I mean, you're going to want to pay attention, but you're not going to be able to get really into it until you actually read it. So for Ulysses, I recommend you read the book, obviously. Uh, recommend you either read it out loud uh, yourself or with others. Uh, listen to a dramatic reading and follow along in the book. After you've gone through it, I know this is saying a lot, but after you've gone through it, you can do it chapter by chapter even. After you've gone through it, go through uh, the uh, the annotated. And and I may get criticism saying, oh my God, who's got the time for that? But, but think about it. If you were to stop the first time going through, if you were to stop every time you need to look something up or you need to rewind, I think you'll actually find that you spend less time if you go through it once. You listen, you get a feel, you'll pick up on certain things, you'll make some mental notes, maybe even some bookmarks, which you can use later. Uh, Following along in the text, you can even uh, mark down certain areas that you want to pay attention to when you go back through and look through uh, the, uh, the annotated Ulysses, right? Because technically you can go through it a little faster. Uh, but, so last year I recommended this, right? Uh, and I recommended the RTE uh, production because, like I said, it's so well done, the dramatic reading. Uh, then they spend, for each chapter, they go through and talk about, uh, you know, the stories, the histories, uh, you know. And I think it's fabulous, absolutely fabulous. And so I recommended this last year and uh, the, to the group of, of readers, and I also happened to, stupid me, happened to mention that it was on Spotify. And so everything that we talked about was completely forgotten. The fact that we were talking about Ulysses, talking about James Joyce, talking about understand it a little bit better and the best practices to, to read. All of that was forgotten because, oh, I guess I shouldn't have mentioned this uh, app whose name shall not be mentioned, Spotify. No, we don't use Spotify. And so I completely ignored, they rolled on and started talking about something else, completely ignored the fact that I said, well, you know, you could go to RTE directly if you so choose. But they didn't stop to think, well, wait a minute, why would this gentleman be recommending Spotify? I guess they automatically assumed I was a far right uh, actor. And so I laugh because that's what psychosis means. It's meant... Not so much as they often talk about this um, transmigration of the soul, right? going back to the Greek, this ancient idea. I think if you look, uh, and here's another mistake that the professor made. He said that he didn't learn much Greek in school, uh, but he would learn Latin right, in this Jesuit school. But that forgets the fact, and this also happened in this little group, because I mentioned, well, he did know Greek. Well, see, they're going by what? You know, maybe this person did, you know, listen to this course and made the assumption that because he didn't take Greek in school, James Joyce, that he never learned Greek. Well, I'm sorry. If you've listened to the story, you've heard that he also learned uh, to be able to read and write uh, some Norwegian so that he could uh, correspond with uh, Henrik Ibsen. So don't you think it's possible that this man learned some Greek? And I got to tell you, if he became an expert in, in Latin... It wouldn't have been that hard for him to to be, begin to become proficient in in Latin and Greek uh, both. Sorry. And so what I mean by that is metempsychosis. Yes, it means transmigration of the soul. It means reincarnation. You know, kind of in a Greek sense. But it means more than that because metem and psychosis, as I said, metem is change. It's uh, the growth, transformation. Um, psychosis of the mind, of the psyche, of the spirit, of the soul, of the being, of the person. And the reason why I say that it's not simply uh, reincarnation, it's actually growth, it's transformation, uh, it's evolution of the self, of the being, of our understanding. And right? as I have said before, Wissenschaft in German is science, but it's closer to the actual meaning. If you go back to Latin, uh, the idea of coming to understand a system. Like Lucretius' uh, Rerum Natura, I argue, is the same idea as science. Uh, coming to understand the nature of physics, all that uh, that may entail. Because later on in the book, uh, it is misspoken, and you think it just sounds pretty, metempsychosis, metempycosis. But if you actually think about it metempsychosis it sounds kind of funny right and I make the joke that it could sound uh like you know um uh, burning away the self, but, um, metempsychosis but metempsychosis metempsychosis is actually uh very similar to what he did in Finnegan's wake he um he played with schizophrenia and schizophrenia it's they they're almost identical words but they have alternate meanings one means madness one means uh, insight uh, wisdom from on high right metempsychosis metem i think it was joyce trying to explain that we tend to burn away the self rather than than transform it we we tend to uh, either uh wrap ourselves in our identity of the self rather than than understand uh, the true nature of what uh, existence and identity is. I mean, just simply, the professor hit on it when he talked about um, uh, Bloom's identity and how he didn't feel like he fit in, right? Because of his his background. Right? He was... uh, Jewish but not. I mean, and it was missed by the professor. He talked about how his father was born Jewish. That means his mother was Jewish. Um, but he wasn't a practicing Jew and arguably gave up and supposedly became a Protestant so he could marry a Catholic. Um, a Catholic lady, which there's no issue with. But I've talked about this, this disenfranchisement from your identity, from who you are, uh, understanding that you are just like internal family systems, but not in the weird way where they seem to try to make uh, your previous experience into individual identities. But no, we are the vicissitudes of our experience, the, the good and bad both that we go through. Mostly bad, depending on the definition you want to look into there, right? Suffering, dukkha in Sanskrit. Vicissitudes means the the challenging things we go to. Uh, I like to quote, quote uh, from uh, Lucretius, his Omnis uh, Cum Tenebris, uh, this idea that uh, it's, it's often in the shadows where we find uh, who we truly are, where we find our completeness. And I think this is why it's this play on, and if you look at what Maybe uh, Joyce was alluding to metempsychosis. metempsychosis. I think he was alluding to this meaning, that it's not so much reincarnation, but uh, reinterpolation, transmigration. How about a uh, transvaluation? Because again, Joyce was influenced by Nietzsche. This idea of the Ubermensch, I think, was an archetype uh, meant to replace previous archetypes that we no longer believed in or we no longer found inspiration in. And so as an individual, we can see this metempsychosis as our opportunity moment to moment. This is actually Shaivist, it's Buddhist, it's tantric, the idea that the self is is attached to moment to moment in yogacara, it goes to the eighth and the ninth consciousness, the eighth consciousness, the storehouse consciousness. We And it's in Ulysses this idea that he may have been influenced in Schopenhauer and in Kant, and so many of these other great thinkers, we can hear this this lesson that all of these different experiences that we've had, these little seeds, of consciousness, bija in Sanskrit, uh, the vicissitudes of our life, uh, uh, all of these, uh, uh, whatever you want to call it, praxis, uh, every philosopher has a different uh, uh, term for the same idea that we are a mixture of our experience, both good and bad, but we have to use that to transform metam transform our very selves not just our being our souls our our expression and our destiny our psychosis it everything that makes us who we are we have uh, to choose to not not burn away our potential or burn away ourselves but to realize there's nothing to burn away Accept our opportunity to be better than our previous self. Again, the cliché. Uh, in my case, I keep quoting Hemingway. This idea that it's only honorable to be better than your previous self, not 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 better than anyone else. Uh, and, and and I love it because it equates to Hemingway's other quote that, right? Everyone breaks. Right? We all. I've gotten this from my studies in military history. Everybody has their breaking point but some of us are stronger in the broken places. And that's, to me, the, the, the message behind Ulysses and I think the reason why we should read it because I think it's so inspirational to be able to see that all of us doubt our very existence. Yet, even having lost everything, you can still find uh, value and meaning uh, within uh, your your journey and it's uh, it's a search for trust uh, for a long time i thought it was a search for truth but as william james said uh, truth is just an agreement and and i think it applies here right it's it's a search for trust it's a search for for beauty aesthetics meaning value creation you name it it's a synonym. As Joyce said, if you simply sell your creativity, your art into the marketplace uh, for profit, it's essentially a pornography in a sense is what he said because it's it denatures yourself, it denatures the, the artwork. You're selling essentially a clockwork orange, right? You can have... Uh, The absolute replica of everything, but me missing the most important aspect. And in a clockwork orange, it would be, well, the orange. Everything that makes an orange cannot be replicated. Everything essential, besides the the visual aesthetics, everything essential, even the smell, the The terpenes are near impossible for us to duplicate. Never mind, as a clockwork orange. But this is the same idea. We can't manufacture our meaning, our value, our creation. The only person that can do that is us, as Nietzsche called us. We are the evaluators. And what that means is we have to value not just ourselves and our experience and our others, everyone else. This is nothing new. It's not just Martin Buber. He's just the one that's most, uh, you know, clearly and uh, confidently expressed this idea. But it goes back to the Upanishads. It goes back to the Mahabharata. It's in the uh, Chinese Book of Change, the I Ching. This lesson that we have an opportunity again and again and again. And in so many of us, We forego. You want to call it free will. You want to call it passion. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you call it. It just matters that it matters to you without it impinging on anyone else's search for what matters to them.